Welcome to the March 15th edition of, you're probably listening to the morning of the 16th. Uh, we're burning the midnight oil here to talk about some of the free agency moves and what impact uh, it might have on where we're investing our money here. Uh, it's George Shahuri and Ben Brown. Ben, we used to do this every Monday night during the season. It was uh, usually me tilting over a bet that I was losing. Um, that's not happening today. So happier times. Right. Happier times. I mean, the sweat isn't as real <laughs> in the off season, of course, unfortunately, but uh, we still got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, I think some of the futures markets are starting to take shape a little bit and we are, you know, looking forward to some of those wind totals. We kind of talked a little bit about uh, when we might get some of that information or, you know, news hitting the market. Um, I think it might be partially to do with a little bit of the unknown as far as the 17th game schedule. So as soon as we have some definitive news on that, I'm sure we'll get some wind toes posted and uh, can talk a little bit less abstractly about where we kind of have these teams evaluated at, the, at that point. Yes, I'm itching. I'm fiending. Um, before we get uh, started here, I should mention that if you go to pff.com right now, it's a very good time to get your subscription because 30% off with promo code FREEAGENCY30 and if you get a yearly subscription, that'll carry you all the way through next season. So get an edge subscription. You'll get all of the free agency content, the live deal grader, the big board, the rankings, the fantasy analysis, the whole deal. It's live. It's coming at you fast and furious. Of course, the draft guide, all the premium content. And if you get an elite subscription, you get the player props tool, DFS optimizer, all the betting dashboards. Um, so either way, you cannot lose um, with a PFF subscription, especially right now because you get 30 percent off um let's start here ben were there and i'll I'll try and catch the most open that i can was there a team that either made moves or didn't make moves but now has you in a more bullish uh position than you were 24 hours ago i mean I know, I know, like the Drew Brees information basically was official in the last 24 hours, but I've kind of been looking at this NFC South market a little bit, and that has a little bit, it has me a little bit intrigued. I, you know, obviously the Buccaneers uh, held on to and retained basically everybody that we would consider them needing to retain uh, to kind of, you know, run it back or repeat or have the chance at repeating basically next year. But other than that, I mean, the Panthers haven't necessarily improved. So I keep going back to the Falcons as kind of this long shot team that everyone's kind of overlooking. I do still think Matt Ryan's a very capable quarterback. Um, of course, they have some of the offensive weapons as well. Um, you know, they're a team that we have consistently backed previously. Some of our models definitely like what they have put forth. So I don't know. I feel like they're a team that we're probably going to see just a little bit of value on uh, more in relation to the rest of the teams in the NFC South. I just don't think are ready to compete the Saints and the Panthers, basically. So I think it could be, you know, the Falcons kind of in that second place spot if the Buccaneers have a little bit of worse, you know, regular season, which is similar to what they had in 2020. And they didn't win the NFC South either. I do think the Falcons may be. Um, could sneak in there at, you know, a break-even percentage, of, like right around 8% at this point in time. I do think they're a decent play. Is that something you could get behind? Oh, I know we've had our back and forth with the Falcons buddy, before, look, but... It's, uh, <laughs> what what day is it? Oh, it's Monday? Yeah, it's a day, day. that I... It's a day that I it's buy the tilt in. Day. It's a day that I buy in on the Falcons, is what it is, because <laughs> it ends in Y. Um, look, I, I, you know, for anyone that's new to this podcast, I, the Falcons have been a team that whether it's um, you know, a side or a future, um, we have shown a lot of value on over the course of the year, in large part because they lose in gut-wrenching fashion. Right. That means that the, the public does not like 
betting on the Falcons, and they have been a very good offensive team for a while. Right. And so here's the thing, Ben. I think they're going to be a great offensive team this year. I think this could be – it might not be Shanahan and Ryan, um, but this should be an awesome offense. I mean, right. they have some young uh, offensive linemen that should be at least approaching average by this point. I don't – I'm not um, worried about Matt Ryan falling into Drew Brees' territory quite yet. Um, and they have some great receivers. I think they could even add a receiver uh, to give them a, a, a trio instead of just a, a duo with Ridley and and Jones. They're 11-1 to 1 to win the NFC South. And if you look at the rest of the teams, if you look at the Saints at plus 225, I think that's absurd. I think right. the Panthers at plus 600 is also absurd. Um the Atlanta Falcons, look, if you said right now, are the Falcons definitively worse than the Saints and the Panthers? The answer is not a, not, it's not yes. Like, or, or they're not necessarily worse. I think those, all three of those teams are on even playing fields. And so I, I didn't even look that far down my list on DraftKings.com. I'm all in. That might be my favorite one yet. Yeah, I mean, that basically kind of like what you touched on, right? It's more a play on the fact that I think the Saints are still really overvalued in the betting market. I thought they would move. Um, I thought they basically wouldn't be priced where they were at with Drew, you know, Drew Brees unofficially, officially retiring basically at this point in time. Now that that's official, we could see some movement down for them. But if the Panthers are the team that kind of rises up because of that, I do think the Falcons are probably going to have uh, some of the best value uh, throughout the whole offseason for these division props for sure. All right, let's talk about, um, so I, I don't think, this is my thesis on I'm trying to bet with, I'm trying to become more sophisticated, Ben. I'm trying to have a thesis on things right, before, right. you know, I invest um, my hard-earned dollar bills. <laughs> and, and my thesis is to always fade the winner of free agency. Because the winner of free agency is just a bad team with a lot of cap space that, you know, gets people excited. Because guess what? Every player has potential, you know? Right. And um, so I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not a huge fan of what the Patriots have done. I do think they'll be a little better. They're, they're plus 375. I would be very interested to see what their win total is at. If their win total is over eight, I, man, I think it's going to be hard for them to win more than eight games. I, I mean, yep. I think the Jets are going to be a lot better. The Dolphins are a very good team. The Bills are a great team. Um, and, and here's the problem for the Patriots. Yeah, I think Cam Newton was undervalued, but they still have not added great players or good players. Right. They've added players, okay? So um, I, I think that's an interesting spot, um, you know, depending on when and when totals come out. And then a team that I thought made a great move today wasn't a splashy move, but John Johnson to the Cleveland Browns safety to me, it speaks to the Browns understanding what it takes to be a really bulletproof team. You need depth and you need great play on the back end. And um, the Steelers suck. The Bengals are probably going to suck again. And look, the Ravens, to think that the Ravens are bulletproof at this point, I think is ridiculous. They have a ton of holes. Um, so I like the Browns plus 175. Uh, to win the AFC North. That's a team that I looked at and, and highlighted based on what I saw today. Yeah, I mean, I like that a lot as well. They've actually moved down a little bit. I think even a week ago, if you were looking at a spot like FanDuel, they would have been at plus 200. So Ooh. they are picking up just a little bit of value um, already. And I do think 
kind of like you said, um, it's probably going to continue on in that direction throughout the offseason. I do agree with you. Ravens, um, if you were going to buy into them at, you know, basically a break-even percentage right around 47%, um, you kind of have to ignore basically what they did the whole season last year, focus on their one playoff victory. But I don't really think they're a team that um, I'm comfortable playing, especially if there's, you know, their matchup with a team that basically I think is kind of on the same tier as them. Um, of course, you know, we've, we touched on it quite a bit as well. They're a team that can obviously get out in front of teams and kind of roll through and crush some of those are the signature victories that a lot of people kind of remember. But um, playing in those close matchups, they're not a team that I really want to, you know, be on from behind. And I do think they're probably going to continue to struggle on that in 2021. So I like that. Um, I do agree with you on the Patriots as well. The, the AFC East in general, I think, is probably the most difficult um, division to handicap at this point in time. I think the Jets got decently better at mm-hmm. least i do i do like denzel just mims. signed carl lawson did they yeah so yeah i like denzel mims as well on the outside so they have him and Corey davis now of course james james carter in the slot uh you know the one real main question is kind of that quarterback position as well but i think um you know bills dolphins jets would probably be um you know at their current price i'm not sure what one of those i really like it um best at this point in time so we right back to uh, identifying some of the value that we like on the division markets in just a second. But before we get back to it, um, PFF has partnered with a really cool company called Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. It's a stock market for sports. So it's like two of the greatest things in the world, jam them together, and it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, it allows you to trade sports teams like their stocks and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer a totally new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Some people are out there rebuying uh, Pokemon cards. Don't do that. NFL free agency is is here and this is the time. You can kind of see where people are going to go buy some Patriots stock and you might be bullish on some teams that are doing some undercover stuff like you're listening to on this podcast. So go make it happen. Uh, Symbol, it's free. uh, Use promo code PFF, deposit $10.00. And what you will get is a free PFF annual subscription. So the promo is $10. Uh, the promo code is PFF. I can't even read. I'm so excited. Deposit $10 on Symbol and get a free PFF annual subscription. This is awesome. Go make it happen at Symbol. Here's, here's one that I wanted to ask your opinion of. So the Bears, I think were 6-1 to one a, a month or so ago. Yeah. They're now the same odds on DraftKings Sportsbook as the Minnesota Vikings are plus 425 to win the NFC North. And I am guessing that's based on probably a little bit of Allen Robinson being tagged, but probably more so the Russell Wilson rumors. Yep. The Seahawks have stood dead pat at 300. Obviously, there's you know these, these don't have to move together, but I, I do think that's interesting. And I was a fan of betting the Bears, uh, you know, a while ago. I don't like, you know, betting it at a, at a shorter price now. Um, but I just have a really hard time, a really hard time seeing how the Seahawks could make a move for Russell Wilson that gives that gives them even a decent quarterback, you right. know. And and so I think ultimately they will keep Russell Wilson. And if that's the case, three to one to win the NFC West to me with um, the best quarterback in that division. Um, and I know it's it, there are some other good ones, but I think Russell Wilson is decisively still the best, um, is, is a nice bet. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were kind of on them at the beginning of last year as well. I do think that was the correct approach. I think if they would have kind of stuck to, uh, you know, letting Russell Wilson, you know, 
basically throw the ball wherever he wants to downfield. I do think they're obviously a much better team at that point. So them being the third, um, you know, the third team in the NFC West at this point just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I'm and I'm glad you asked that question because I was kind of looking at this as well. I mean, the 49ers obviously are in front of them. People kind of are buying into Matthew Stafford and the mm-hmm. Rams at this point in time. But the, but the 49ers, I mean, they're what like the they have like the seventh shortest odds to make to win the Super Bowl at this point in time. I think they're like. Um, you know, a top four team to win the NFC at that point. I just don't know. Um, I guess I'm not seeing exactly why the market's value the 49ers so high at this point I, in time, unless it's, you know, back to the whole quarterback move sort of situation or something, right? I, I guess. I do think it's this. I think that um, Kyle Shanahan, look, he's a wizard. And um, I think they were successful in some good, in some spots where people didn't think they had a chance last year. And people view, see the whole cluster injury thing as being a no. real thing. But it should be noted that, you know, one of the guys that was injured all season, the guy that's not coming back, and that's Richard Sherman. Um, you know, maybe Trent Williams will be back, who's the number one offensive tackle in the NFL. They could be losing him. Um, they, you know, they're, it's tough. I, I think those are way too high. I think right. I'd be honest with you. I li- and I like Jimmy G, but I just, I think those are way too high. Yeah. So could you be talked into a team like the Cardinals at that point? Or are you basically fully on board yeah. with the CX? Because I kind of like the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals you know. plus 550. I mean, yeah. here's the tough thing is I don't believe that the J.J. Watt move is the move. You know, if it influences the market at all, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I like J.J. Watt and, and everything, but he's going to be more of a situational guy. And, um, you know, he's he's been injured so much that if you're betting on him, you know, in, in any way moving the line, then you better think he's going to play 12 plus games. And I just don't, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. So, um, but, but I'll say this, they have, um, they, that division to me is so wide open because right. I don't know that any of these teams are, you know, I don't know that any of them are, are super well-rounded, strong or deep. And the Cardinals have some playmakers. You got, man, on any given play, like Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins could be the best player in the field. Yep, exactly. I mean, that's basically my synopsis as well. I do think that, you know, depending on how the Russell Wilson news obviously resolves, if he stays in Seattle, I do think Seattle has by far the best offense in the NFC West. Um, but I do think there's a case to be made for the Cardinals definitely having the second best offense. And they'd obviously move to the front if, you know, anything happened with Russell Wilson that we weren't fully anticipating at this point in time. So we'll see. I got I to gotta touch on one more. I, you know, I okay. talked about a couple long shots. I do, I do still think there's decent value on the Cowboys plus 100 basically 50 percent break even percentage of course they have Dak back uh best quarterback in that division i think they have the you know the receiving unit as well so um i think they're a decent uh, i think they're a viable play i think there's probably a little bit of value on them uh still at that plus 100 price yeah i, I can get on board with this and i, I you know i want <laughs> i want to like the washington football team um I love Terry McLaurin. I think that they, I think that the Washington football team, if they just had a quarterback, you know, um, mm-hmm. anywhere near Dak, Dak level of play, would be um, would be the best team in this division. That said, I, another thesis that I had then was that the Cowboys last year was not the year to buy into them. Right. This was going to be the year to buy into them, and uh, I'm 100 on board with that. I think this is the year to buy into them. That the Eagles and the Giants both not very good I, I the giants i think are gonna get more love than they deserve this offseason um yeah I, I i like that a lot and look the, 
Cowboys defense was so bad last year. It can't be that bad this year. Right. It just can't, right. you know. Right. And, and Mike Nolan's gone. They're going to simplify some things. They're going to do what I think almost all smart teams do, which is when they're really bad on defense, they don't try to be great. They just try not to be the worst. Right, exactly. I mean, regression works both ways, right? So we got to yep. see a little bit of improvement from that side of the football. And, and in a spot where, you know, they're, like we said, like kind of like the tightest uh, division race besides the NFC West, I do think it's going to be that NFC East. So I do think uh, playing some of the favorites from those spots is probably the better approach. And then, you know, you're looking a little bit more at some of the long shots and some of the other spots if you really want to get on board with some division winners. But I don't know. I got to leave you with one more. I uh, talked about it a little bit today. I know it's kind of back and forth a little bit, but the Jaguars plus 1300 yeah. plus 1200 in the AFC South. I mean, this is more like, a, you know, just banking on the fact that the rest of the teams are basically garbage at that point. But I do kind of think that uh, I could see them winning this division more than, you know, 8% of the time at this point, which is really all they have to do. So, yeah, they're depending on where you go. So DraftKings, I think it's 12, uh, 1200. Yeah. Um, you can find it at 13 to one. That's obviously a better price. Look, he, here's the reason to do this. The Colts are the favorite. They're, they're better than even money favorite. Um, minus 106 and that's banking on Carson Wentz uh, after three years of mediocre and one year of really bad play all of a sudden turning it around Um, don't necessarily have the most explosive weapons on the planet the Titans two really good weapons just left town Corey Davis a top 10 graded wide receiver last year and Johnny Smith was one of the best after the catch tight ends in the NFL he's gone and another huge piece. I don't think this can be underscored enough. Arthur Smith. Everyone goes, oh, you know, but like it's just a play action offense. And like, you know, anyone can do that. No, no, not anyone can do that. Okay. That's the, that's the whole freaking point. That's why right. offensive coordinators and great offensive coaches do not grow on trees. So not only is it going to be harder for them to dial up the plays, it's going to be harder for them to find open receivers on those plays and i think that could really hurt them and the houston texans are an absolute nightmare so like that's how you that's me talking myself into urban meyer coming in and in season one and look the jaguars have a ton of cap room um trevor trevor lawrence could walk in there and be very close to the best quarterback in this division right i mean if 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 deshaun wants to get straight the he is my number one oh. quarterback in the AFC South. No, like, hands down, right? Like it's not even close at that. I mean, point in time, you know, so. like we give the Tanny goat a little bit of love. A but little I, bit, I. But I think you know, kind of like back to what you said, the Arthur Smith loss. I think I'm worried. Is it's under? I think people are understating more the fact that I think Mike Vrabel really wants to be this guy who pounds the rock, yes. right? And I think that part of the reason why the Titans were so effective offensively is because he had Arthur Smith kind of at least in his ear uh, pushing him in the opposite direction that he really wants to go without him there I do think that they could be even more run heavy which obviously isn't uh, as conducive to offensive success and I think that could be you know another detriment to why the Titans might not run it back here as AFC South champs so I give you one more long shot that I like um, and this is based on a move today <laughs> The Chiefs gave a guard eighty million dollars, and uh, that worries me. They don't have any. They don't have any tackles. Um, one of these. One of these years, they're not going to win. And the Broncos are similar to the Bears in that they. The the Broncos are the Bears in a division with a better team. The Chiefs are a little better than the Packers, um, but they're basically the Bears. And I don't know why they're fourteen to one, and the Bears are plus. 
right. 425. Like they're literally, they're like the same freaking team. Vic Fangio is even, you know, the coach of the, the Broncos. And if they find a way to get, say, Justin Fields or, you know, they, they have great offensive weapons with Cortland Sutton coming back. Um, that's a long shot that uh, that I like quite a bit. I thought the Shelby Harris resigning, not splashy, but solid. Right. And that's what you're looking for in free agency if you're going to bet on stuff. Um, ben, this was a lot of fun, man. I, I am really glad that we got the band back together for this. We had to. I mean, we'll have a lot more opportunities coming up here. Maybe we can get some uh, draft prop action happening in a couple of weeks or something like that. But uh, it feels good to get back in the saddle with you for sure. I think we got to make it happen once or twice more here this offseason. There are two ways to my heart. You found one earlier in the show, the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, the second one is draft props. There's nothing I get more excited about than draft props. So um, make sure you guys check out uh, the live content that we've got on PFF. We've got a live show today, the 16th from 12 to 2. We'll be doing a clubhouse later in the day as well. And of course, PFF.com. Live coverage of everything from a fantasy, NFL, your team perspective. It's all going to be up there. So make sure you get a PFF subscription. Free Agency 30 is the promo code. Get 30% off. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Peace out.